Hello, Scotty. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm dandy. I, I have a good way of starting things off. Are you recording? I am always recording. Just on the off chance that you call. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, you ready for this? Live from Scotty's mom's backyard <laughs> from our mobile <laughs> tent studio, it's iDeveloper Live. Well, other than I'm not in my mum's, I'm not in her backyard and we're not live. Oh, great. Shit. All right, forget it. Forget it. All right, just swipe, stripe, strike that. So it's early in the morning for you. How come you're so cheery? Um, because uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheery because... Uh, uh, I gave a good presentation and was well received. This was on uh, the mobile team meeting. This happened on Tuesday, um, and yesterday was a bunch of follow up from it. And it, it, I don't know. It's uh, shall I talk about? It? I can talk a little about it, some parts of it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We always like to hear about your victories. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, so how about that from John's Victory Garden? <laughs> and then we'll switch over from. <laughs> yeah. John's Memorial Garden. <laughs> oh my God, you're so mean. No, it's it's uh, you know uh, we have regular mobile team meetings where the entire mobile team, kind of you know anybody on on mobile, on Android, iOS, engineers, designers, you know analysts, all all everybody, and uh, there are presentations that are given. So we typically do you know two presentations or so for each session. Um, with feedback, and it, this is something where uh, I was stressing a little bit about it because, you know, obviously I've talked about this stuff tons of times, and I have, you know, things that I've given for presentations for, um, you know, at, at conferences and stuff like that. But usually at a conference, it's a little bit easier in some ways, you know, because you have more time. So when you have to cut things down to, to 20 minutes, that's that's a lot to cover. And it, it, you, there's a, a somewhat wide audience in that there are plenty of people who are kind of deep in the trenches. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so I don't want to bore them. And then there are other people who kind of heard about it. And, and there's just a lot more talk about accessibility in general these days. Um, and there was a lot of kind of current events that, that were important, um, you know, as, as kind of don't do this or we don't want to be trapped like this. And, and part of the theme of it was is that, you know, that that whereas efforts for accessibility started because there was a requirement, you know, uh, and then once there was a requirement, there was work that was being done by by people. And once some of the work got done, there was kind of two strains. One is that at the same time for automation testing, you kind of have to get involved with with accessibility identifiers and and and, and all the whole kind of automation things. It wouldn't work if were it not for the for all the work that exists for for accessibility for voiceover in particular. Um, and, and then, but, but, and then the idea was that, you know, engineers who started working on that saying, Hey, if we take a little bit more effort, we can, we can improve the app here. Um, and so that, that's kind of where a lot of this started. Um, but then it, it, it would be, it, it went from beings like, yeah, Fox is always going on about it, or this person's going on about it. It's like, we'll worry about it if we ever productize things. And that was precisely the thing that I didn't want to do. So I worked hard to kind of say, this is what assuring minimum viable accessibility means. And there was a, a deeply technical presentation about that to specifically to the iOS team, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I can't remember about time, but it was, you know, and that's fine. That's great. You know, we're all on board with it. And, and and that's good. But now, now it's getting to the point where not only is everybody thinking about it from many different dimensions of the company, from kind of good governments, good relations with people, 
and, and, and now it's just being seen as good design because that, then that's really what I was hoping for that when you discuss it in the context of not, this is something you, this is an extra thing. It's like, no, this is just part and parcel. You wouldn't ship an app without doing, you know, pouring over every pixel of the design and the, the type and, and the, 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 the navigation flow and the, the, you know, all these different things you just wouldn't. So, you know, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't compromise on this, you, you, there's no reason to compromise on, on any other aspect of it. And th it was good to be able to have an example of something that, that's, that's, you know, st a, a major test that that's being worked on now. It's still uh, not, not, you know, allocated yet, but this is a case where the engineer working on it said, it, you know, put on in the, in the schedule, you know, here, here's the amount of time that I'm allocating. It was a major amount of time to make sure that, that it works. <laughs> and, I, and that, that of course made me happy. And, and, and while he was doing it was, there were some challenges. So I, I was able to help him with it. And in the process of helping, I learned some things. We all learned better. That's all great. But what made me most happy about this thing, that was the kind of cherry on, on top is that about half an hour before the presentation was starting, it's like, well, you know what? I need at least one more, two more slides to be able to say, and here's some other additional things, benefits that we get, where if you support voiceover, then, and you do it correctly, then all of a sudden you get voice control uh, essentially for free. So I said, well, I want to see how this new feature works with voice control, because sometimes it can be a little bit tricky, but I just turned it on and the shit just worked. It worked perfectly. It worked better than I even expected. It was, it was just so great. And so that meant that that at the last minute I could add this last section and I'm like going, okay, well, and, 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 you know, keep in mind, this is all being done over, over hangouts. And, and when you're presenting, you've got the slides full screen, you can't see the audience. I'm like wondering, like either they're like all completely bored and nodding off, but I was able to kind of pick out a colleague of mine and say, you know, engineer X, you know, did you put any effort whatsoever in thinking, you know, it, it almost like, you know, did you remember to make it work properly with voice control? And he was like, uh, uh, it's like, no, you didn't have to because by, by, by caring about it for voiceover, it just works. And look how well it works. And this is a whole new dimension because there, there are absolutely people who, who even, even situationally lack necessary motor control. There may be people who's like, Hey, what happened? You know, imagine that you, that, that you have, you know, you've had an accident and you can't move your arms or, you know, it hurts to use your fingers. Like voice control is actually pretty damn cool. Um, and so that was good. And, and again, I couldn't see the audience reaction, but then afterwards, just in Slack, lots of people kind of said, Hey, that was really great. I learned a lot and, and, and it was fun. It was, and it was nice. And I appreciated the Simpsons references and so on and so forth. So I don't know, it made me very, very happy. And so I spent a lot of yesterday kind of in, in on, in a glow. And what's helpful is that it, it also kind of gives cover to, to be able to spend a lot more time than, you know, with no, not even a question of like, okay, well, there'll be no pushback, but in fact, a lot of enthusiastic support uh, for supporting, uh, you know, to making sure we, we do as good a job as possible because the, the ending screens were a clip from uh, a, a video that we did last year. Uh, with our partners, Lighthouse from the Blind and, and, and one of the guys, Scott Banks, he, he, he he had this great way of talking about it. it's like like you know this is the type of thing where if it's if it's good make it better and if it's better let's see if we can make it best so I could have my last slide and saying let's make it best I don't know so anyway that's 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 my glowy report back to you Scotty well I mean it's uh, 
Yeah, I think Fritzy, well done on doing a good presentation and getting lots of kudos in the uh, in the Slack channels. Always, you know, we always need you to feel a little, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, little build up. <laughs> You're so mean. I'm not so mean. I said no. we need you to feel a little build up. What have I done wrong now? Uh, because I think you were making fun of me about like I'm just like a child that needs praise or something like that. You had no idea what hand gestures I was making when I said it. So. <laughs> no, because. <laughs> Shut up, because Matt, Matt turned the live stream camera on. I could see how you were like, you know, I, we can't even talk about it. This is a family-friendly podcast. I won't I won't mention. Yeah, you just said the shit just works. So, I mean, you ruined that straight away, but there we go. Um, true. But which is a, a great phrase. Um, but I think, I think what only is, I mean, this is a great example of, you know, you began with a positive culture within a team which is like becoming now a positive culture within a platform, which becomes a positive culture within the company. And it, you know, it, but it's that important, isn't it? You need that positivity to begin with. It's not, you know, so I, I wonder how much accessibility work is going on out there, like begrudgingly or um, if we really have to or whatever else. But the point is, you know, you are, you are getting, you know, payback is being paid forward for the work you've done that you are now benefiting from other things because you were good citizens who were happy to do this in the first place yes that's it yes yeah no 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 i mean my well-meaning considered comment gets yes oh (laughs) no no let's move on let's move on no 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 i was i was i was was, when i say that that's what i my mind blooms and i think of all other things and then i was just also trying to be mindful of 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 not not being the person that that hogs the podcast all the time like I have been. That is fine, John. That is fine. So it sounds like your week has been far more fun than mine. Then, that's, yes, uh, let's, that, I, that's I'm going to help support you in in your struggle. Oh, okay. So when uh, I've had another one of those weeks where, um, <laughs> you know, that phrase that you know I'm eighty percent there, so there's only eighty percent to go. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, a bit. Uh, for a bunch of reasons, I've been working in the main um, window of Moneywell and uh, well doing some 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 stuff in there. Um, you know, this is part of the removing the NS document from an NS document app I was talking about last week. Uh, sort of was just looking at a few things to do with Big Sur. Now, you know, in Big Sur, you can have um, uh, there's new full height uh, sidebars as part of split view controllers. So the the um, the sidebar goes right up through the sort of top of the window. Um, it's part of one of the new design aspects uh, that you. It, it's optional. It's not. You don't have to have it, but it, it is there. So, but if you you know, want to look like a big Sur app, then having you know a, a, your sidebar go all the way up the side is a you know a good thing. Um, so that all happens. It turns out that that all happens for free if you're using NS Split View and NS Split View Controller. Now, of course, Moneywell is a really old code base. I think NS Split View Controller arrived in, oh, I think it was 10.10, whereas until very recently, um, uh, Moneywell was supporting 10.7. And that wasn't necessarily because anyone who, you know, enthusiastically wanted to champion you know the the users of old Macs and old operating systems. It's because no one had done any bloody work on the thing, <laughs> mainly. Um, so I thought, okay, look, we have a we have this this zip that was an, a document base that's no longer a document base. I had just moved the um, 
across to using a different window controller and and uh taking the zib uh it's sorry for taking the zib that was used to the all the stuff that used to be in the zib and i thought well i might as well stick it in a storyboard from the main storyboard now but of course i said okay i might as well move this now to use ns split view controller uh instead of um you know the, the manual stuff it was using before but of course that means you know coming from a storyboard and you get that uh, i don't know if you've ever used it on the mac but you get it then gives you different layout for different controllers for different things and it just moves things around which in theory should be about taking the controllers you were already using putting them into the new uh, places that they're supposed to be or declaring them within your um, storyboard that you know when you load this sidebar i want this view controller when you load this sidebar i want this view controller and it should all link across fairly easily um, which on the whole it did but you know when you're working with old properties um, you know and you're trying to do some reverb work or, or do some renovation and and you just notice that little bit of plaster that's loose and so you you just pick it with your finger and then three days later the entire wall is on the floor and you're wondering how to rebuild it <laughs> that could be a good description of my week so far. oh no um yeah, Oh, no. uh, when I'm rewriting my fourth view controller and changing things. Now, don't get me wrong, we are dealing with a really old code base. Um, as I said last week, it's notification heaven, and I'm trying to remove some of that for um, debugging purposes because we get quite a number of crashes in notifications that are just not, not traceable. Um, and, and this is all work that is really good, and it's improving the application going forward. But it's not the type of work you want to be doing when you're trying to belt towards the door to release a beta uh, because it just everything is like it's, you know, this work is going to improve the engineering going forward and it's going to improve the application going forward, but it's not going to get the app out the door faster. Um, and we're at the point now where we, we, we're trying to make decisions to get the app out the door faster. So it's, it's a little frustrating. So there's that there's that half satisfaction of what you're looking at now is a lot nicer than what you were looking at a week ago. But there is the, um, you know, the dissatisfaction that the app does slightly less than it did a week ago, <laughs> um, and has slightly a couple more bugs than it did a week ago because not everything is is hooked back up yet or working properly, or you've discovered some weird chain that you know one thing through a notification which would trigger another notification which would trigger another notification and make something else happen um and that thing is no longer happening because you got rid of the original notification to handle the work it was doing uh so it will all pay off but it's like a little you know every day it's a little bit of a am i going to end up with more wall on the floor or more plaster on the wall and i'm not quite sure which is going to be <laughs> That's wall on the floor that's good so i mean there's there's got to be like a book to be written and it's like you know how being a a a you know a carpenter made me a better software engineer low these many years later yeah although i am not a carpenter so i know i know that's why that's a, it was a twisted uh, i am useless at i am useless at uh we call it. Do you call it DIY in the states? I think yes, we do. And I was like looking yeah. for the right word, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at it. Is well, actually, that's, that's not true. I, I'm quite good at taking things apart. I'm just not very good at putting them together. <laughs> very good with a sledgehammer, but very bad with with if you a, need a demolition spatula. All right. If you need demolition, I am your man, as I am proving with this view controller and zibs and yeah. storyboards right now. I can rip anything apart and leave you a pile of stuff on the floor. That is not a problem. No. <laughs> It just depends on what you want want afterwards. 
so so there we go so uh yeah so that's uh, that's been my main um my main focus this week which means i also haven't been doing any more stuff on the back end which i'm now another week behind on that so yeah a little frustrating but um the, the nice thing is the the app does run it does have a few more bugs and when i'm running on big sur i have a full height sidebar what more could i have asked for very little well, a better a better co-host Maybe, maybe. Now, are you running Big Sur on your on your uh, on your development machine, or is that like a bit too early? Uh, not on no, I, that not on not on my main development machine. I just I I, uh, I had it for an external drive, but booting from an external drive was such a pain in the ass. But I used my redacted uh, machine. That's where I'm I'm enjoying Big Sur. Yeah, I'm 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 actually using it for almost everything at the moment. Hmm. Um, obviously, I have the DTK as well, which is on a uh, a separate machine. Um, I'm using quite a nice little utility called um, ShareMouse, which means I'm just uh, sharing a keyboard and a trackpad between two separate I machines with two separate screens. That better be in the show notes because I have that exact problem. That's very that's very good to know. Yeah, I would say it's it's. I give it nine out of ten. It, when 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 both machines are up and running and whatever else, it is uh, really really good. It's you know you literally can move the mouse from one screen to the next screen as though it was like a dual screen machine. But the fact the machines are totally different, the keyboard will work with whatever has focus on the machine that has the mouse on it right now. Uh, and so you know if you command tab for example you'll get the list of applications running applications on whichever machine it happens to be on on that on that screen i would say uh, and the only the only downside is i is if you allow a machine to go to sleep and it requires the keyboard to uh, and right. you're required to put a password <laughs> in and you weren't on that machine when it went to sleep um you then do need to find a way of getting a keyboard entry in because obviously the software it doesn't allow you to come across at that point most of some of the time. Uh, now that's not a problem because I do actually have another keyboard sat on my desk, tucked away in the corner that is connected to the other machine, and I literally just tap a key on it and, and my problem is solved. But if you didn't, um, then it's there. But no, it's pretty good, and obviously you get um, copy and paste between the two machines so it's a pretty interesting setup i have at the moment that i'm running the dtk on one machine i'm mainly working on my imac and i have my uh clients um uh, macbook pro which i work on for client work which i actually just keep in clamshell mode and use across screen sharing off of my imac so i have everything coming off a single keyboard and uh in trackpad and, and it works mostly pretty well mostly pretty well wow. i have to say my, my setup in my office is wired so I'm not sure if it would be worse over Wi-Fi or, or something like that, but um, across a wired network, it it's um yeah it, it it works pretty well. Anyway, why did I start on this? What was I saying? I was saying something else, wasn't I? Um, oh yes, yeah, so I, I I'm using the DTK. Um, in fact, I have another machine set up which is running High Sierra because that is our base um os for moneywell so after we've done a build or something that gets copied across to that machine and just you know we see what it looks like on big sur and we see what it looks like on high sierra and um it doesn't always look good on both at the same time shall we say right now i would imagine that's... <laughs> um yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff for big sur I, I think we can talk about big sur can't we it's only the dtk we can't talk about um yeah, some there's some toolbar changes. I mean, in, in fairness, they're not all about Big Sur. There's just because, but because of the 
because of the fairly radical design changes in uh, Big Sur, you probably begin to notice all of the deprecations you've been warning, uh, uh, sorry, uh, avoiding um, UI deprecations you've been avoiding dealing with for the last two or three versions. They they become more pronounced than maybe they have uh, they have before. Um, the good news is if you build an app against the uh, if you don't build against the Big Sur SDK, so if you build an app on um, uh, Mojave or Catalina and then you run it on um, uh, Big Sur, it it doesn't adopt any of the... I mean, it adopts the new look and feel, um, but it doesn't adopt any of the new paradigms. So it doesn't try and squash your toolbar up to the right-hand side as it does on Big Sur. It just leaves it exactly as you had it. Whereas, of course, as soon as you build against the Big Sur SDK, it assumes that you're now wanting all this new stuff. And so even if you take your existing app, just build it against the, the Big Sur SDK, everything is now moved and trying to be dealt with in a new way. And if you're not uh, using the latest ways of doing toolbars or you, you've done something custom, that's when you you, know, you begin to get stuff to, to, to deal with. Um which we will go through and do. Um, yeah, the toolbar has been another thing that's been meaning to be sorted for a while. Um, and so that's been sorted this week as part of my mass storyboard zip migration project that I didn't know I was doing. <laughs> but I quite like Big Sur. I, I think, I mean, I've used it most of the time. I run a, um, oh, this is where it's coming from. I've partitioned my machine into... Uh, into three so i have three partitions i have a big sur partition i have a catalina partition and then a data partition so all of my data all of my code everything is kept on the data one so no matter which version of the os i boot into i'm running off the same stuff um that's pretty cool you um you know I, I don't have to go in you know sort out you know another thing in git and make sure i keep my branches up together um i've had no incompatibilities between them so far because obviously you know the Big Sur is a fairly major UI update, but it's not done masses of changes to the OS itself that I believe that are going to cause incompatibilities by doing that. Oh, I've not experienced any of But I'm finding that I'm very rarely needing to go back into Catalina because it's pretty stable. It works. Um, I'm not even noticing that it's slow. Um, I have noticed installing Beta 3 today that the 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 update was huge at about 13 gig and it took a very long time to install. Um, but outside of that, everything seems pretty, um, uh, pretty good. Actually. I'm, I'm not noticing too much wrong with it at all, which is, um, you know, maybe last year with Catalina and all the things that it introduced, it would made it a really, a real headache. And we're just used to those now. So big Sur's not getting them the blame for any of those types of things. They, we still firmly blame Catalina and we just enjoy the new stuff. Um, yeah, but it's one day there's going to be a great merging of of Android and 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 Mac and iOS namespace. It'll be like, I want to go vacation on Thousand Island, you know, uh, Thousand Island Catalina ice cream sandwich land. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Going to San Jose biscuit or something. <laughs> <laughs> And go for a, a tasty bit of Cupertino crumpet. Oh, there we go. Isn't that good? That's you're my tasty <laughs> bit of Cupertino. I am your. <laughs> yeah, I, think we, I think we should move on somewhere. Yeah, yeah let's, pretty, let's, pretty, let's, pretty let's swiftly move on before, lest we get into trouble. Can I talk a little bit about some Swift stuff? Mostly you certainly can. Gonna, 
I will, I, 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 it's, it's part of my journey, but, uh, it, you know, it's certainly, uh, it, it, I've, I gotten to the point where if I have to go back to objective C and I remember you telling me this, like whatever, five years ago that, that, you know, it, it, you can do it pretty fluidly, but that you think, ah, it's annoying. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to worry about headers and, and fucking semicolons and so on and so forth? And, and yes, I've been through that phase. But now I'm a, a little bit back to, and this is where you're going to slap me around, but I'm a little bit back to this, like, I kind of miss the the ability to be able to say, here's an object, and you know that you can do key value, value coding on it, and you can ask, you know, it's kind of common to be able to say if if it's of a kind of class and so on and so forth. And I get the feeling that classes are kind of like, you know, a, a, a bridging technology for Swift and that you should never do that. Everything should be tightly defined in, in a struct and, and that's it. Um, so I struggle with that a little bit and maybe you'll tell me it's like, well, that's not really true, but that's, you know, I, my, my experience these days is still write something and then when you have to unwrap and unwrap and kind of figure out and, and, and with all you know the 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 guard let and if let and 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 you write something and then you kind of wait while the machine chugs along and the compiler is about to say no sorry <laughs> and so it's a different thing of like you write an objective c you kind of have mental muscle memories like yep i know this will work and when i'm done writing it you know the compiler will do the final check and the experience is just not like that in swift it tells you much earlier on it's like no 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 so um and so it, it it's maybe i'm just doing it wrong but but i still feel that there are some cases where you know and this is this is specifically for you know, implementing either table view or collection view delegate methods where it's like, okay, you're you're going through a data source and the, the data source may be a view model or maybe just a, a dedicated data source that, that you know, knows about the data. And so here you are, this specific index path, and you say, oh, well, you know, on this third section, I, I, I want items to be tappable. So I need a different set of data where I need IDs in addition to the name that's being displayed. Whereas this section of, of my collection view, it's just static text. I just need to be able to display it. That's it. So then you're unwrapping it. And, and like, I don't want to have to write five different code paths. I want to be able to say, you know, if it's, if it's of this data type, if, if, if the, the object at, at index and, and section is, you know, if, if it, if it has an ID, if it has value for key and ID, you know, if, if you can unwrap that as, as something, then I will do something. If you can't, then see if it's a string. And if you still don't have anything, maybe just the, you know, a blank string or, or some such other thing. I, I don't know. And I, maybe this makes no sense describing it without showing it, um, and which I really can't. And But does any of what I'm saying resonate at all with you? Did you go through this this point where you're like saying, yeah, I found this easier to do because it was more flexible and you knew at runtime it would just work whereas and run the risk of like, well, but then there are edge cases and it will crash. So which do you prefer having the pain up front and, and being told this is not completely safe and, and making sure it's just absolutely, you know, bang on safe no matter what or somewhere in between? Speak to that for me, Scotty. There are times when I am shouting abusive words at the Swift compiler saying, just give me a break. <laughs> I just, I just, just let me get away with this one little thing because, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious it's never going to be a problem and you're still making me go, you know, through hoops and hurdles and gates and whatever else to get past this. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you always have any object in in, in Swift right. which you can throw everywhere. But I mean, that sort of does defeat the point a little bit. Um, 
in there. And, and you can, and, and Swift does have key paths, uh, which you could use. And um, you can sort of you know, view any object and work out if it is of a certain type before you cast it. But uh, So there is some stuff there. But yeah, but the, the discoverability of, you know, does perform selector and all that sort of stuff is... Um, uh, that we're used to and just throwing around an id in objective c no that is that is that is way gone and sometimes you just think i just want to do that right now this is never going to go wrong but those are famous last words um and i have to be honest after working you know as a as a contractor i work on a lot of different code bases uh, over the years and just seeing the mess that Objective C typecasting has allowed some clients to get into. Um, I have become pretty much a believer in just deal with the pain up front because it's going to be a lot easier <laughs> um, in the long run, even though you are losing some flexibility and sometimes you just want to do something, particularly particularly when you're working with things that have been designed to work flexibly. So I think NS Outline View on the Mac is a great example of it was really... Really, I mean, it's one of the oldest classes. I think it's been there since 10.0. It was, you know, definitely designed with the idea that we're just going to throw anything around in this thing, and you're, it's up to you to work out what's coming to you um, through this. And, and, you know, that 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 really worked very beautifully in Objective-C, and sometimes it's a little messier with, with Swift. Um, but just having worked on code bases where, you know, uh, you know clients would, you know, you'd find that they were, doing a notification and they would be putting object a you know of class a in 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 there and then typecasting it to class b which is has absolutely nothing to do with class a where it arrives the other end and objective c will quite happily do it and if you know and it's not just that it will do it at the compiler level it will work when it gets there unless there's some memory mapping issue that causes it to overrun or something so <laughs> quite often you don't even get a crash you just get you get some weird data, um, which is, you know, uh, because yeah, of things working. So I think I, I get the frustration. I probably get it a little less now than, than I used to because I've just don't work in objective C as much as I used to. Um, uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, I, I think, I do think Swift is probably the better path on that, even though it, does drive me mad at times well there we go well it's nice to be on the journey i feel a lot more comfortable with that i will say that you know which is very good i feel i can now type a lot more without having to to kind of you know like okay is this going to be wrong is this going to be wrong you know it more often than not it now works it's just when you try to to to, to tweak it sometimes it get to that frustration point yeah, I mean, Swift Five is so far ahead of Swift One; it's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's if we if we went back to try to use Swift One now, um, yeah, you know, I can't. Well, we would be saying, "How did we ever work with this?" I mean, I, I started with, I think my first Swift project was in November, October, November two thousand and fourteen, which I I think that's right. Which I think you know it was released at Dub Dub that year. So I mean, it really was just coming out of. Uh, beta when I first study on, on a proper commercial project not just playing with it and, and then we transitioned to two was it two to th- three or one to two, two to three the was real, the big change I think yeah the big pain yeah and then that was the same project but it was yeah uh, and is there but still the build times are massively slower than an Objective-C project I mean one of the nice things about Objective-C is you would type a bunch of code you'd hit command B and you know half a second later you would just know whether you got it right or wrong whereas you know Swift 
every time you hit command b even with you know uh, I think with Swift 1, you didn't have any even incremental builds, so it just built from scratch every single time. <laughs> and you know how slow it was anyway, so that was a... I think that's right. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's a way to go there. I mean, it probably because of the type-checking, it probably never will be anywhere near as fast a compiler as Objective-C is. Um, but there, we'll just have to live with it. We'll just have to build faster machines, maybe something based around Apple Silicon or something. There we go. Maybe that's maybe that's why they're doing all this thing is just to be able to make <laughs> the process. <laughs> we could improve our compiler speed with engineering, or we could just build some new hardware. <laughs> that's funny. Well, Scotty, on on that on that bit of of you know <laughs> absurdist humor, maybe we should like bring this this show down to down to the down to the killing floor where we can get rid of it. Okay, John, so if I want to throw you out there as a, any object and have you cast into whatever you need to be, where should people do that? Uh, they can do it on the place where anybody can do anything, say anything, feel anything, and it's okay. Twitter, <laughs> where you'll find me, is Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scott, if people want to make, you know, organize a, a backyard garden party with you in, in East Bollockshire, you know, to replace your otherwise, you know, time in the south of France... Where might they do that? Well, I think uh, you should do it at the place which has all of the dignity, sophistication and (laughs) etiquette of a garden party uh, (laughs) called Twitter, where I am, (laughs) Mac Devnet. (laughs) That's M-A-C-D-E-V-N-E-T, just because I'm still hoping someone will eventually speak to me. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Uh, Scotty, yeah, no, I'll save that for next week. Sorry. <laughs> You've had more fan mail. No. Yes. Yes. There we are. We only have one listener, and they only write to you. It really That's true. Fair. It's like, where am I in this relationship? Okay. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this week uh, because you know no one else talks to me. So you're the only company I have in the entire week. I take this responsibility seriously. Well, listener. Bastard. <laughs> Any other writer for John. Thanks for listening. Please tell John how much you hate me and love the show. Until next time, you take care. Thank you.